In today's gospel reading, we hear some very stark words from Jesus. I'm just going to try to project since the speaker is making more noise than I am. Uh, It's all about discipleship, and uh, we've been hearing from him about discipleship in this series of gospel readings. Last week was about the charism of hospitality and how that is central to the life of one of his followers, and indeed central to the life of what we would call ourselves today, Christians. Now, however, in this particular passage from Luke, Jesus comes right at the people who are following after him because, you know, he was something of a celebrity. We, we hear about a lot of the times when he was persecuted, but uh, he, there were many times in which he was swarmed by crowds and people uh, got really excited about him. And, you know, oftentimes this happens with a big personality or a celebrity where, or the next big thing. Uh, where everybody gets all wrapped up into it and all excited and agitated, and then it just sort of trails off. And so Jesus, I think, realizes this part of human, uh, the human beings, and uh, he, he wants to tell them, look, if, if you're in, really into this, if you're really in it, in for a penny, in for a pound, if you are to be my disciple, it's not going to be easy. And so he turns to them and says, whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself cannot be my disciple. I wonder if many people upon hearing that immediately turned and walked away. It's certainly something difficult to hear, but of course it bears some scrutiny and some interpretation. Because as we believe... Jesus Christ himself is God, part of the Godhead, and God is love. God created the world in love. God created man and woman in his image to love and support one another. And so what is it that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, means when he tells us that in order to follow him, we must hate our father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even life? Because in the passage we heard from Deuteronomy, God is speaking to the people and he says, I lay before you life and death, blessings and curses. And he goes on to to encourage the people to choose life. In other words, in that passage from Deuteronomy, here are your choices. You can choose the hard road or you can choose the way of life. The hard road might seem easier and more comfortable to you at first, but it will bring with you nothing but bad results. It will bring with you curses. It will bring to you death. But the more difficult road, the road of discipleship and following the commandments and loving God, that brings life. That brings blessing. That brings true happiness. And so what I believe Jesus is trying to tell the people who are following him is that to be his disciple, yes, it's, it's work, but that the reward in doing so, the eternal reward in doing so, is something so much beyond our human understanding of love and relationships that in comparison, it would be as if we hated on this earth. He says, whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. And finally, he says, so therefore, 
None of you can become my disciple if you do not give up all of your possessions. Now, we know in a number of spaces, parts of the scriptures, Jesus tells people that they must give up things in order to follow him. Remember the story of the rich young man who uh, really wanted to follow Jesus and was given this similar advice. In order to follow me, you must sell all your possessions and give up everything you have, and then you can be my disciple. But the young man's heart sank because he had many possessions, and he turned away. Now, God created us as as incarnate human beings, and he knows that we need things in order to live. We need food, we need clothing to stay warm, we need housing to protect ourselves from the elements and from nature. So we do need things in order to live. And what I don't think Jesus is telling us to just simply sell everything or give it all away and be itinerant. I think what he's telling us here is not to be possessed by our possessions. You all have seen those shows about uh, about hoarding and whatnot, and it's a legitimate issue for some people. We should uh, have concern for those people. And perhaps you're not a particularly acquisitive person yourself. I know that I've come to the point in my life where I feel like I just have the things I need and, you know, stuff might wear out and need to be replaced, but I don't really want to add any more to the load that I have already. I mean, in fact, when we moved here, we got rid of quite a, quite a, quite a bit. But you know what I'm saying, that you can be possessed by your possessions. You can be defined by your possessions. And... What Jesus is telling us is those things are just things. And sure, it's great to have a hobby, to collect figurines or stamps or coins or whatever you want. If that gives you joy, great. But that's not the ultimate goal in life. It's something that brings you a little fun and a little joy here and there. That's good. But what Jesus is telling us to do is to fix our eyes on him and on his cross and to take up our cross and follow him in his way that leads to life, to choose life. And though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, though we will be assaulted on all sides by by sickness, by uh, assaults of, of our enemies, by possibly disease, we nevertheless keep our eyes fixed on that cross, fixed on that light that is ahead of us, because that's where true happiness lies. And so we do not lay up for ourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust corrupt, but we lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Because as the scripture tells us, where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. So if our treasure is in heaven, if our treasure is in the saving embrace of Jesus Christ, then that's where our hearts will be also. And so in this passage from Luke, we are called to what seems like a hard road of, of the work of being a disciple. But we're also reminded of the great reward, that great reward of being a part of the body of Christ while we are here on this earth and when we shall see him face to face. And so let us take up our cross and follow him. Let us be vigilant in our, in our pilgrimage as we move forward in our lives, no matter what, what phase of life you're in right now, if you're a child, if you're an adolescent, middle-aged, senior citizen, 
whatever point in your life you are at right now, God is not finished with you. And Jesus Christ has a mission for you as his disciple as long as you draw breath. And so let us rejoice in that and let's take up our cross. Let's be the light of Jesus Christ in our community and throughout the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.